for tuning in for another episode, another session, another topic, another day. Thank you so much. This is Vibrant Vernacular. This is Shawan. This is Azalea. This is Pastures. Good morning, ladies. I can't do this without you. I think Good morning. So- <laughs> Thank y'all for being here. Um, I know normally we don't start off like this, but I just want to say a brief prayer. <laughs> a brief yes. I'm last Sunday. Like, uh, yeah, cool. we're just going to go right into that. All right. God, we thank you. We thank you for another day. We thank you for blessings. And we thank you for our words. We thank you for our wisdom. Uh, right now, before we even begin, we just, I pray that if nobody gains anything else, that there's an understanding that like a light that can be shed uh, where it's needed. So God, we just ask for guidance. We ask for support. And we ask that if nothing else happens, that a change would be made on an individual level after this episode today. Thank y'all. And thank you, God. Amen. Amen. All praises do. All right. (laughs) Um, and I also did that because most of the time, a lot of people don't know this about us, but we do record on Sunday mornings. So a lot of times, you know, some of us do attend church services. I was just telling somebody, I love the place. You know, I haven't been there in a while, but yeah, I love the place. So <laughs> Sundays, we just want to <laughs> keep things in perspective because it's getting crazy and the days are really running together. I just want to put that out there. But our topic for today, um, I'm excited about it. I do feel that some people may get offended because what my grandma say, if the shoe fits, you know, you may be wearing it today. Um, The topic is for parents. Uh, It's are you too involved as a parent? Are you worried about the wrong things as the way I put it? Worried about are, do you know a parent who's worried about public perception or what people think instead of what's really going on behind closed doors? So do you know any parents? Or I know it's not you per se, but do you know of any parents who require validation on instead of caring about the role of a parent or caring about the people they're supposed to be parenting, the children? So basically, do you know parents who are too involved as a parent? And do you know anybody? We were just going to talk about parents who are worried about the wrong things, worried about public perception instead of what's really going on. Does anybody want to jump right in on this? I can because someone um, is on my mind. No names. (laughs) Um, but this individual parent, I think um, the term like we always use, keep up with the Joneses, mm-hmm. um, that's how they tend to function. Um, to me, they see more value in materialistic things mm. versus, um, you know, really encouraging and developing their child on a spiritual, mental and physical level. Um, okay. Love their child to death. Um Unfortunately, I feel like the child had to raise themselves to a certain extent. Um, And I mean, and this is an older child now. So this child is probably like in their mid to late 20s. But I can just see a repetitive cycle. So um, they're the type that um, I guess you would say kind of label whores, meaning that Mm. 
in order to have them Jordan 11. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yep. Or, you know, the car drive, it has to be a BMW. Even though it's an 87, it's a BMW. So there's some type of, you know, status. (laughs) Or, you know, I. I can't drive nothing else until it has like a name like, oh, you drive a Toyota, that's cool. But, you know, I, I still got to get me a Lexus. And, and you know when people piss me off all off subject, maybe like, girl, I got a Lexus. First of all, if it's 2000 or less, you don't have a Lexus. It's not an antique. Y'all stop. Um, it requires more work. So cut it out. <laughs> but... Um, I don't know that that just came to mind where I feel like they're worried about the wrong things and then when it comes to simple things it's like you have all of that but then you don't even know how to keep your license you don't know how to follow instructions of how to renew it Um, you know just simple basic things that would allow you to keep you know the material things that you're striving and dying to have. And I think instructions to keep yeah so I'm just like I don't know. I, to me, if you had applied like certain basic fundamental um, things that it, it, I don't know, it wouldn't seem so asinine to me that this is what you're doing. Oh my God, you are really giving me life over here. Okay. <laughs> but that's just my example. Fascist, you want to jump right in? Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> So I'm thinking about, it's funny because when I saw the quote on Instagram, I was like, oh gosh, this is a great topic. <laughs> but What was then, the quote? Like, it it was that. That specific thing, I think, was the excerpt, the excerpt from the quote mm-hmm. itself. And it just caused me to think of just myself. And I'm not that, that parent that's caught up on labels or imagery to a certain extent, but there are certain things that kind of, I'm like, oh my God, why are you doing that? Why are you showing people, you know, why are you like acting like that? Now you're embarrassing us in front of all of these people. I do that sometimes, not on it, on a level that's like, okay, my kids can't make mistakes. That's not it. But let's say we're in food line and my child starts to act up and starts to fall all out in public. I'm like, yo, why are you embarrassing us in front of all of these people? You know what I'm saying? And then Girl. at that point, I'm not thinking about, okay, I'm seeking validation. That's not what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about the fact that these people going to think that I don't control my kids at home. You know what I'm saying? So like, it was just so many layers to that quote uh, that kind of got me thinking. So like, I know people who, when it comes to like celebrating holidays, like Christmas is the major example. They will go all out for Christmas. I mean, like literally max out credit cards, do the unthinkable just to quote unquote, get their kid children, uh, Christmas gifts and their birthdays. They get nothing like, I don't get it. Like stuff like that just doesn't add up and it doesn't make sense. And, To me, it's not about the materialistic aspect of things, even though I fall into that trap in the sense of I celebrate it, I get my kids stuff, but I would never put myself in a financial bind just for the sake of that day. Mm -hmm. And I really like that one. That was definitely one of the examples I was going to use is um, I just thought about the absent parents, you know, (laughs) parents who show only kind of, uh, you know, rear their faces at those times or peek out 
from wherever the hell they've been hiding, they tend to overdo it, you know, when it comes to the holidays or one example that I had. Oh, uh, Pastor, I feel like I cut you off. Were you no, done you're, or? You're fine. No, go ahead. Okay. You're fine. Um, <laughs> when it comes to the absent parent, like, yeah, they, they tend to do the most on Christmas and all those days because they haven't been there consistently, you know. So that's a whole nother show. But um, when you just mentioned your example about the, you know, the holiday time and going all out, I thought, like, I have a background, like I've been in the school system quite a bit. So I think about the school clothes, you know, when, when it's time for the school year to start, you know, or even all throughout the school year, some parents are so adamant about them Jordans, them, you know, the, the hair, like, everything got to be right. But I just worry about the stuff on the inside. Like I, one of the notes I took was I kind of get annoyed with parents who are focused on the outward appearance versus the educational or the internal reality that's going on with their child. You know, like you could have a kid with the latest clothes, shoes and hair, like I just said, but the other side of that coin is they dumb as a bag of rocks. You know, they don't know anything you haven't, instill the basic principles in them because you're so worried about ain't nobody gonna say my child trifling ain't nobody gonna say I don't do for mine because they got this and that but on the outside it's some people who you know sweep us under the rug they look great but on the inside you don't even talk to your child because you're so busy buying them stuff you're so busy like making sure like as said that keeping up with the Joneses that you're falling behind like further and further. And I say that in terms of in the educational thing. You know, we see the haves and the have nots in mm-hmm. the school system. You know, the kids who come who are so star they're starving because they didn't get enough food at home or yeah, like I say, you're dressed great, but you don't even have your freaking school supplies, you know. I said all that buying, all that getting, all those name brands, you couldn't even buy some fucking pencils, you know, like the teacher got to provide the paper for the child. All they do is show up mm. and look good. They don't have a book bag. They don't have any of their basic stuff, you know. Then when it terms in terms of as a social worker, I look at, you know, I do have to do home visits and go into people's houses. And even if they have a nice house, driving the best cars, it's like they're cutting corners in other places, you know? Yeah. And one, one of the things that annoys me a lot is a lot of the issues that I see with the children, <laughs> they stem from the parents, you know? The parents, like, their inability to communicate, their inability to even try to understand their children and what their children are going through. Sometimes it's these cliche comments that people make and they don't even know how it pierces their child's soul. A girl is like a plague, you know, but the boys, oh, they're good. They're easy, you know? And it's like the internal effects. Like I can't change the fact that I'm a girl. I can't change the fact that I'm your daughter. I can't change the fact that I'm the first daughter you've ever had, you know, but is the child not worthy of love? You know, like, yes, you provided a home. Yes, you provide. When you sit down and break it down, your kids probably don't even like you, you know, because <laughs> you you could give them everything. But if there's no, the internal stuff is, is what I feel that matters. And all of that spills over into the mental health. If the mental health of the parent is not where it should be, if it's not balanced like it should be, then the child is going to suffer. 
So, Azalea, you did talk about the spiritual piece. Is there something you can share with us that you do spiritually with your your child, or what what do you think parents should do spiritually to enhance their kid? Um, I don't really know. I mean, that's one thing that I'm working on myself, so I can't honestly say like I'm the best example for him. Um, mm-hmm. spiritually, I mean, same thing. We go to church every now and then. Um, and I have introduced like meditation to him. So, and then before, I mean, he may not have known it as meditation, but I was like, hey, we're going to play a game and it's called 10 minutes of silence. And whoever doesn't move, (laughs) whoever doesn't blink, whoever doesn't touch anything, like can probably get some ice cream or a piece of candy after this. Like just something (laughs) because I feel like, and this could be a little off subject, but I just feel like everybody's mind, including children's uh, minds are overstimulated in this day and age. So I think Mm -hmm. it's important just to like take time out every now and then. And again, I'm not the best at this. It's not like we do it every day. Um, I just think it's important for them to understand that sometimes silence, not touching anything, not talking is okay for a couple minutes um, or hours or just a day. (laughs) Um, You're like, what's wrong with you? You're not. (laughs) Exactly. And I just think it's important to start young. One thing that I'm trying to express um to Aiden at this point is I feel like I he's still young so I have to do a lot for him I still have to you know sign him up for certain things but I do get his perspective do you want to do this um I like having a routine for him because I just don't want him to think um you know it's okay to just not do anything if that makes sense Mm -hmm. Like, because I feel like sometimes when kids feel like, oh, you know, I don't have nothing to do, then that's when they go find the wrong things to do. Exactly. So I try my hardest, and I think in part too, and this is just personal, but I feel like I try to keep him as busy as possible because his dad isn't around, and I don't Mm -hmm. want him to, in essence, again, this is going back to me overcompensating, but I just don't want him to feel, you know, in essence, like a void or just, you know... I don't know, you know, latching on to something else is not correct because he's not busy. Um, so I don't know if that's all spiritual, but I just try, well, you know, yeah. to teach good things. Like, be grateful, be thankful, you know, for what you have. Because in essence, I mean, it's not a lot and it can get taken away. I give him examples like some kids have house fires, you know, all their yeah. stuff is gone. Yeah. And they, you know, start from the very beginning. Just simple stuff that he can understand because he's still little. But that makes sense. I don't know if that answers the question, but that's what we're working it, on over here. I love all of <laughs> it. I love it. I yeah. love it because I feel like one thing we do um, that I've noticed, like with all of my friends, is we think outside of the box. Like we don't mm-hmm. necessarily choose one means of how things need to get done, and that's it. So we're not like real old school, old fashioned, do as I say, not as I do type situation. Mm-hmm. Like we're more hands-on, more involved, more looking at things from different perspectives and bringing them all full circle to make them make sense for us and not necessarily how everybody else should see things or do things, you know? So, like, that's that's mm-hmm. a big thing for me, too, is, like, trying to work on grounding my kids um, <laughs> and humbling them. It's hard. You know, and it is very hard. And I think yeah. a lot of times the people that struggle with the financial compensation are people who may have systematically, that's how their lives were, or either yeah, they sure. didn't have 
when they were growing up. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have when I was growing up. And the last thing I want to do is have my children not have. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like Mm -hmm. it was kind of overcompensating for how they grew up. And (laughs) it's so funny. I just had this conversation about something kind of minute. Not going to say this person's name, but this person has a child. And like how I grew up, I had to work for stuff. Like it wasn't nothing was given or granted because I feel like you wanted to say work for shit. I yeah, like, I did. Yeah. I did. I did. Yeah. I did. You got me. You got me. You got me. Oh, I said you got me. Okay. So okay, girl. I I had to work for what I got. Like my first car was a ninety something Ford Escort, and it was beige, and it was the ugliest yes. thing. But I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. It was the ugliest <laughs> thing, but it, it I had a white got me Go ahead, to and from school because I was going yeah. to Norfolk State, so I had to drive from Virginia Beach. So it wasn't about it being the best car. It was best car that I can afford for myself. You know what I'm saying? Because my mom wasn't in a position to purchase a car for me to get me back and forth to school. So cool. <clears throat> That's what I did. So when it came to my children, not that I wanted them to have the best, but I didn't want them to struggle to get like I had to struggle to get. So I'm not like working to financially overcompensate, but in certain areas I am, you know, but it's not for validation. And I know some parents who not only think about it like, oh, gosh, I didn't have the best car growing up. I want my kids to have a 2020 Mercedes for their 16th birthday. Mm-hmm. And they're killing themselves to get this car for the kids. But like you said, Shawan, they're not there. So I'm going to mm-hmm. kill myself to get you this car because I don't want you to have a lack. And then I don't want your friends to look at you like you, your parents can afford it. So I'm going to get you this and then you're going to crash the next week. And then I'm going to have to get you another one. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like they're right not looking at it, yeah. the long-term effects and this not allowing their children to be well-rounded. It's not grounding yeah. them in the humility and 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 just the gratefulness that it's going to help them throughout life. You know what I'm saying? Not giving exactly. them the core. Right. I guess the core of what they need to have to to be a productive person. Uh-huh. Okay, and that brings me. And uh, you guys have really given me so much to go off of. I've been taking notes while y'all been talking. But so I asked Azalea about the spiritual aspect. What are some of the things she's downloading into her son? Pashis, I want to know, like for you, the mental and physical. Like, what are what are some of the like things that you feel should be instilled in a child mentally or physically? Oh, great question. <laughs> 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 Let me think about that because I'm working on that over here too. And it's crazy. My, <laughs> my daughter is in college and I'm still trying to work on certain things. It's just crazy to me. But mm-hmm. I feel like being <laughs> humble, being family centered and family focused, And understanding that your thoughts create the world that you live in is what I'm working on. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Not saying like as as parents, we always question our success rate and we won't ever know until they grow up and become adults. (laughs) But like it's a work in progress and it's definitely a work in progress. I can say that Mm -hmm. on the family centered aspect, I think I'm pretty good there. My children are more aligned with how I see things as far as core belief and family first. 
um, and mm-hmm. not just family in a sense of blood, but they understand mm-hmm. and how to weed out what's not family and what is, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. and they, they have the attitude that it's us versus me. You know what I'm saying? So if the family's okay, we can uplift, build, and help everyone to be better. So it's not necessarily all about me, per se. It's about us. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So like as a family. Mm-hmm. So working on building generational wealth. Um, and that's part of that being family-centered is understanding that, mm-hmm. you know, we want to create an environment for our children. And I want them to create an environment mm-hmm. for their children. And then we all have an environment created for our children's children's children and, and, and working in that mm-hmm. aspect of it. So trying to set them mm-hmm. up. Right. Awesome. So. Y'all with Sunday dinner. And I, I still know. love that. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. That's part of it too. I forgot to even mention that. Yeah, that's a major part of it. You know, it's so that. normal for them. Like, yeah, exactly. yeah I don't even think about I it. I tell that to everybody because I love that. I think yes. that's so cute. Oh, you guys! Oh, dear, dear, dear. But yeah, I, and I, I was gonna add in on the physical side. You guys definitely, if nothing else, you take walks together. Oh my god! Play games. Yes, every day we have. Uh, most days, if Anon's here, definitely we're gonna family walk. Um, but um, most of the time, yeah, and it's and it's funny because a lot of times you see families where you'll be like hey i'm taking a walk anybody want to go and it's just fucking nah, crickets, you know but most of the time it's so funny that if i say i'm about to go for a walk i mean is down for the cause even a nigel who i really like don't believe most of the time because she's you know grown and she's in her own world doing her own thing but she'll be like yeah i'm going let me get my my stuff and her boyfriend will be like oh yeah yeah we're going up for a walk okay i'm ready <laughs> and, it's, and it's so weird to me because I, I, I just don't I don't get it because it's not like I'm having a pull, pull hairs or like threaten them with uh, disciplinary actions <laughs> if they don't walk they do it. <laughs> but it's like a willful thing like and you know my son tells me all the time because I tell him I'm getting fat and he's like nope that won't happen on my watch because I'm not going to have you to have all these health <laughs> conditions and then I have to take care of you when you get older. And I'm like, oh, okay. okay, not going to happen. But, you know, yeah. but <laughs> dang, you guys, y'all bringing up more points than I can remember. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> but, yeah. I'm just want to throw that in. Exactly. Yeah, in case you forgot. I, I don't be paying too much any mind. It's funny because at work, when we interview for different positions, they tell us, you got to sell yourself. You got to sell yourself. And I told my manager, I was like, sell these. Exactly. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, how can I sell myself when I feel like the stuff that I'm doing or the stuff that I'm supposed to do? So, like, how mm-hmm. am I going to gloat about something that I feel like it's part of the job? Part of the job, per se. Does okay. that make sense? We're moving away from that job aspect yeah. now. <laughs> I'm just saying, and like, uh-huh. so it's like when uh-huh. you tell me, okay, talk about this, I'm not going to gloat about Sunday dinner because I feel like that's what you do. Does that make sense? <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, that's why I said it's so normal that you didn't even mention it. Exactly. Like, it's just what happened. Yeah. So, but I did want to say that you guys uh, really, really just nailed a whole bunch of things because I kind of broke stuff up into categories, spiritual, mental, and physical. So, um, oh, I was going to do that. 
Can y'all, are y'all still there? Okay, mm-hmm. I clicked something. But one of the things that I thought about was, uh, as you guys were talking, one of the things, uh, the first thing I wanted to bring up was, Pastors, you said that we all kind of think outside the box. Is there somebody moving? It's um, a lot of rustling, rustling. Yeah, I hear that too. Nope, I'm not moving people, but I am clipping coupons. Oh, looks so like somebody's stop. cutting paper. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's you. Okay. <laughs> it's definitely be cute, clipping my coupons. Okay, you sorry. you on them AirPods? No, ma'am. Actually, <laughs> oh. I'm not. I'm on headphones though, but I'm not here. Yeah. You know, we can hear you, right? <laughs> exactly. Let me let me stop. Okay. Sorry, sorry. I'm just. <laughs> But uh, one of the things, when you said that we all kind of think outside the box, I was thinking about one of my children and um, Bilal, he's, uh, he was diagnosed with autism around age three. He's 12 now. And I think when I think about this child, it drives me insane sometimes because not, not his diagnosis, not him as a person. I think it's some of the things he does. Um, I say that because me as a parent, like I have to put myself in every situation that we talk about, you know, and definitely this one, it just kind of hit me because when it's um, the part about being worried about the public perception, first of all, with, with Bilal having, uh, being diagnosed with autism, I have had to think outside the box to be creative with um, educating him to be, you know, creative with keeping his attention when it's something that it's required, but he's not interested in, you know, when it comes to certain aspects of schoolwork, everything. Um, the latest thing for me, uh, as Alay, you mentioned something about not having, you know, with your son not having his mm-hmm. father around. Um, in our neighborhood, you know, with this mm-hmm. quarantine mm-hmm. and stuff, everybody was doing a good job of social distancing, but with Bilal, like, he can't stand it anymore, you know, so he'll get on his bike. And he goes through this neighborhood, you know, and he sits down with our neighbors. He spends time with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's in the house. If they eat dinner, he's sitting there like, where we eating? You know, like, he's very- I can see that. I definitely can see that. <laughs> it's to the point where it's annoying me because, like, there's a group of, of male, you know, black men, and I, I respect all of them. I know them well enough. We've been here almost two years where if I'm not around, like the other day, my neighbor was like, where's Bilal? I'm going to Home Depot. Does he oh. want to come? You know, and Bilal was like, <laughs> they went to Home Depot. They went to get some like wings or chicken tenders or something like they had like a whole outing. So it's at least about four or five men in the neighborhood. You know, they have children as well. So when Bilal comes over, it's like, you know, like I said, when they're eating, Bilal eats with them. If they go to a restaurant, Bilal goes to the restaurant. You know, whatever happens, they include him. So yesterday I'm sitting in my car and one of the guys comes over with like bags of groceries. And I was like, see, I was like, y'all make me sick. Y'all acting like we don't got no food in our house. Bilal get on my damn nerves. Always come going somewhere claiming he hungry. And we got all this food in here. You know, and I, <laughs> y'all think we poor. You know, I'm like, the, the perception. <laughs> I'm thinking that everybody else is thinking, oh, poor Shawan. You know, they're doing bad over there. Let me help her out. And when all the bags came, I was like, y'all put this food away. Like, I was so annoyed. And my neighbor was like, how about you say thank you? Like, it was was so funny because my oldest was like, 
you know, we needed that stuff, right? Like, you know, <laughs> it was like, I was so uh, worried that people would talk about me or, you know, say I'm not a good parent. And they bought like Hot Pockets, them juice, like the big things of juice, um, eggs, yes. milk, moving into the neighborhood. biscuits, like stuff, French fries, like, everything. you know, and I was like, when I, I had to check myself, you know what I'm saying? And giving thanks, you know, one of the things that I'm working on now is I'm putting it out there. I'm going to have everything I need and I'm not going to have to beg for it. So when those groceries came to me, I'm like, what is going on? You know, I never thought once like this is a blessing. I'm thinking y'all going to talk about me like a dog, you know, when I'm not around and at my perception, the way that I was viewing things was not necessarily how it should have been. And I said all that to say, um, you, as a lady, you said you like to keep your son mm-hmm. busy. One of the things that the old people used to say is that empties ha- empty hands are the mm-hmm. devil's workshop. Yeah. So if you're, if you're not doing something, you're going to get into trouble because you're going to do some dumb stuff yeah, because you ain't got nothing else to occupy your time. So that's very important to keep the kids busy as a parent but also my number one point to to drive home is children are like a sponge so if you're looking for validation instead of caring about what's going on with your child what's going on in their mind in their life then you need to realize your child is a sponge if you out here doing the wrong stuff shaking your butt on this computer like your life then um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know Girl, about that. So that's still really getting weird. during quarantine. But all off subjects. So. Look, when I found out, I was like, hold on. I said, so these bitches get yeah, paid. Really like, get hold paid. on. You know, really part of me was like, really. <laughs> part of me was like, wait, like you could even charge everybody a dollar. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, like bring it back in. You know. <laughs> As like what we say all the time. Really? God darn our parents. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's true. Yeah. Hate you know no are right for wrong. Why didn't I think it's funny. That? Let me uh, I wanted to uh, add on to something you said, Sharon, as far as how you perceive. Like I said, I do fall into that trap sometimes. So it's weird because uh-huh. like if we're in a grocery store, right? And my sons are picking up candy uh-huh. and stuff like that. I'm always like, don't pick that up. I don't want them to have the thought that we're <laughs> trying to steal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's and, it's, mm. and it's not mm. that. And it's and then it comes, I don't know how to say it, but then it comes back around to we can afford to buy that candy. So if you really wanted the candy, I can get yeah. the candy for you. I don't want them to think that we're going to steal the candy because they have this perception yeah, of yeah, black yeah. people and thinking that we steal all the time. You know what I'm saying? And it's not mm-hmm. that I wouldn't take that a handout because I would. But it's just like certain instances make me a little bit uncomfortable because people already have a certain perception of who we are before we even walk into Walmart. You know what I'm saying? That's so a good like, one. Now, all of a sudden, you over here playing with these toys and then you mistakenly walk it out. And now we looking like some fools because you forgot to put the toy back. And I think that's a very good example because my I had sent my children before we went on our family walk. I sent them into to the store to everybody said they needed a drink. So Bilal gets out of the car with his backpack and I'm like, hey, like, give me that bag. Like, you know, exactly what you just said. I don't want nobody to think you're stealing. I said it out loud. Like, you know, and they were like, really? You know, you're embarrassing us. But I know how far mm-hmm. that thing mm-hmm. could go. Yeah, exactly. You know, him going 
outside that store with a freaking backpack on. Like he was just like, what, you know, what's the big deal? And I'm like, it's a shame that we have to think so far in advance now based on what yep. the public perception is sometimes. Plus, Not right, but we still want to protect yep, our baby. I think so, so because with black sons, we know it can go way left. So I think that's why we're a little, um, like you guys said, a, a step ahead when it comes to certain things like that. Because even though Aiden's little, mm-hmm. I teach him like basic stuff. I know he doesn't understand it. But like when we go into a store, if it's raining or something, I'm like, you need to take your hood off. And I don't know why I do this. Yeah. But <clears throat> well, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we like, I, I guess I know. <laughs> but I'm like simple stuff that I hope he always remembers. And then later on, he'll understand why I'm telling it. So I'm like, take yeah. your hood off. And then I always tell him, because when we go to 7-Eleven, if you get like um, candy or something and I buy it, or he's paying with his own money, I say, you always get a receipt. I said, because what you don't want to do mm-hmm. is, you know, any any situation, you want people to know that you pay for it. Yep. I said, so if you don't get a bag, because he's not mm-hmm. big on a bag, because he's trying to, you know, rip the candy up. I said, if you don't get a bag, then you need to get a receipt. So one or the other. Um, but that's funny how y'all brought that up. Oh, that's excellent advice. <laughs> yeah and one of the common things that I noticed in each of what you guys shared was gratitude you know show, being thankful um, Pastor you did talk about being humble and family oriented and I love how um, another common thing I theme that I heard was to start young everything that you're instilling in your children you're, you have to start as young as possible and that communication the, a, a routine I think that's that was my main focus with having uh, having a child like Bilal. Like you really have to have a routine or he will call you out <laughs> on it, you know, if we're late or behind schedule on something. So that's definitely important for our kids to be a little more well-rounded. But the number one thing that um, I wrote while Pashas was talking was um, our thoughts create our reality, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's, that's a big thing that parents need to definitely let rub off on their kids. We know that the kids are looking and listening to us. So let's make sure they have some of the right, you know, components to be a productive citizen or, you know, a suitable adult in this world. And one of the things is your thoughts do create your reality. So a lot of times what you're thinking, it it spills out, it shows, you know, like I, I hate this quote, I think, but it's so true. Like our reality is like, you know, the sum of what we've been thinking all this time. Cause sometimes I'm like, damn, like I ain't been nowhere. I ain't went nowhere. Cause you won't think about nothing, you know, <laughs> like you wasn't planning nothing. So nothing happened. And um, our thoughts create our reality. That's, that's my food for thought mm-hmm. right there. Do y'all have anything y'all wanted to add? Um, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. Like, I think starting young, and I also think it's never too late to start. So if some of these things, you know, you didn't do when your child is younger and they're older now, I feel like you can still kind of, you know, have adult conversation and, you know, how to turn things around. One thing I will say, I'm big on, like, gratefulness. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's because, and I, I don't know, I hate being Debbie Downer and like always pulling old stuff back in, but just because my mom's not here. So like, clearly I still need therapy to get through this stuff. No, <laughs> but we I'm are just... all in the same boat, okay. which is different paddles. So don't even try it. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I guess because one, now I can see how she did so much. And two, 
I'm just thankful for what she did do when she was doing it by herself. Absolutely. So I'm trying to explain, you know, to Aiden, like, hey, I'm kind of doing a lot for you. Like, let's slow it down and just, in general, <laughs> be grateful for what we have. Because I'm very big on, you You just never know when you can be in someone else's situation. So somebody may have a sign outside begging. There's a story be- behind that. So you really have to be grateful for what you have and this makes me think that we need to start this up so like last year we started a grateful jar so we just went and got a jar from like Dollar Tree Uh I let him paint it and I was like what we're gonna do is try to remember every day to write something and put it in there um, that we're grateful for and at the end of the year we'll go back through what we wrote and see if we still have some of that stuff that is nice Um, so that was fun Mm -hmm. I didn't do it again this year shame on me Um, so clearly that's something I'm working on (laughs) and I would also say stop worrying about what other people think and I think the real test to Moni um, is just validation from your children the please the thank yous the hugs the kisses that come after you've done stuff are the most important yeah oh my gosh Azale I don't even have any real follow-up to that because that was like (laughs) So on point, seriously, like both all everything that you guys have said, thoughts create, you know, your reality, be grateful is like to me the biggest grounders to kind of not necessarily counteract that aspect of things because the way social media is, it has this hold on people and especially younger people. Mm -hmm. They're very impressionable when it comes to this type of thing. But just taking them back to the basics, you know, and just coming back to center and having those family dinners and those family game nights to let them know what is really important, you know, is is always a great thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't have anything to add. You guys have said it all. <laughs> I wanted to get back in there. Um, definitely. Um, time with the children. I think that's so funny. Um, you mentioned that, you know, the it's like getting back to basics. Like I, I just keep hearing like common things when y'all talk. And like last night, you know, I could have been a million other places, but I was in with my daughter in the room. We were eating yeah. Cheetos and we were drinking that juice, that juice that my neighbor brought over here. And I was like, it was the best thing, you know, just <laughs> watching something on YouTube, eating like the whole vibe was just like, we chilling Aww. right now, you know, like nothing else matters. But um, the last thing I wanted to say, Azalea, you brought up the fact that your mom is not here. And I, I think, Patches, did you send me that with Queen Afwa mm-hmm. and Lauren London? Did you send? Okay. I, I watched it briefly. I and it. Um, I don't know. Um, Somebody did send oh, okay. it. I'm sorry. I didn't watch it. <laughs> but it was on Instagram. Yeah, I tried to. I did not watch me the either. whole thing. But um, what I did. <laughs> I'm so I don't know if I should feel bad for that, but um, I did not watch it all. But what I did get from it um, in the beginning, you know, Queen Afwa was saying how you know Lauren London had experienced a lot of loss, and you know, being Mother's Day, she was just saying like, you know, you seem to sincerely love, you know, Nipsey Hussle. He, you know, he's not with us. Like, how have you healed or whatever? And her response was. I felt like Lauren London was saying the same thing over and over again, but in a different way. And then it just came out in the same way again, you know, but her, her point was that she has more respect for single mothers. She said she didn't have 
I guess her and her mom, maybe there was tension in their relationship or whatever, but she just kept saying she has so much more respect for her mom. She's been able to communicate with her more because she said her mom had three jobs. <clears throat> so in the midst of having three jobs, there was no time. Queen Afua was like, well, when did she tuck you in or read you a story or give you a hug? She's like, there was no time for that, you know, because she was always working. And her main thing, she was like, her mom did so much and she didn't have a lot of resources. You know, and she was like, her, my mom didn't have the resources that I have. And I'm just, I put money in parentheses. Like, it, we don't, there's not a lot of money flowing. You know, a lot of times for single moms, we're trying to do it on their own. So just knowing that you can still be a great mom, even when you don't have a million or two stashed away, you know, um, but that's a big deal. So don't be concerned with everything else and everybody else. Um, the bottom line here is taking care of you and yours. The household is okay if the child is well grounded and whole as a person. I think that's what's most important because um, there's a quote, I know I'm messing it up, but it says it it takes less time and energy to nurture a child than it does to repair like a broken man or adult or something. But when you think about it, yeah, a lot of people, if they're an adult, they're already set in their ways. They're a child, you can mold them. So there shouldn't be more validation than caring about what's going on, on the inside if you're a parent. That's all I got to say about yes. that. Good topic. <laughs> Great job, moms. Let's do it. Yeah. Did y'all want to add no, anything before we wrap it up? Until next week. Yes. Yes, until next week. So we thank our listeners for tuning in and tuning back in. Again, this is Siobhan. It's Patches. Have a great week. And we thank you. (laughs) Bye.